This episode is brought to you by the YouTube channel Comic Pop. If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. Hello everybody, welcome to Off the Rack, I'm Sal, and I am uh, joined today by nobody, it's just me today. Tiffany's working, everybody's working, hopefully, at home. Uh, I know that they're doing a slow rollout for a lot of people, uh, so... If you are still quarantined, or at the very least, if you are uh, at home, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot for watching. Uh, we're going to be talking about some news today, because as we all know, the new comics, while DC is doing their damnedest to try and get them out on Tuesdays, a day earlier than everybody else, uh, it looks like the overwhelming response to that is weak, if not uh, volatile. So we're going to get into that and much more uh, as we go. So we wanted to mention at the top of the show, thanks a lot for watching, everybody. This normally is a show where I and my co-host Tiffany talk about the latest and greatest books that come out in the past week, recap them, review them, let you know what we thought about them, and then give you recommendations for books that come out this week. Unfortunately, as we are still under quarantine and under the... Uh, comic embargo. It, it's self-imposed for the most part, but uh, as we have a kind of drought from comics, there is uh, every effort from the comic book news outlets to try and give you some reason to click on them and not forget they exist. So, let's jump into them. Uh, where there's a lot of things to talk about, as a matter of fact, or at the very least, I'm going to let you decide whether or not they were worth talking about, or whether they were actually uh, clickbait, so to speak. But uh, some of the things that were, were of note, one, uh, people are starting to talk about the death of 5G a little more publicly, and two, uh, Scott Snyder's doing the rounds because as we are getting closer to the uh, return of comic books, and of course as DC is kind of like leading the charge, albeit through two different distribution sources and a day earlier than everybody else, uh, they are ramping up for everybody to get back to buying comics, even if the comic book stores themselves aren't opening uh, in droves, particularly on the eastern and western seaboards. But uh, with that said, Snyder is doing the rounds because death metal is coming, whether you want it or not. Death metal is coming! And uh, so he's doing the spoiler rounds where he comes to on, on podcasts and he talks about whether or not, you know, your your fears or your concerns are warranted, and uh, usually it's just to whet your appetite a little bit, give you give you a little sousson of uh, of story, so that you are like more enticed to buy. So we're going to talk about that a little bit uh, as well. Uh, we're also going to talk about San Diego and what they've decided to do, and what we should be doing about San Diego, along with uh, the the, the Spider Verse Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, thing that came up it's just a it's very it's barely a thing but i'll mention it at the top of the show or at, at, at another point in the show but uh before we get into the news i wanted to say that this show is sponsored by viewers like you you want me to keep saying the things that i say or you want tiffany to be able to share her opinion without any cloud or judgment uh you can definitely help to support the show by using those super chats if you're watching the show live and you're catching us uh in the you know in, right now as it's happening you can use super chat as a question make a comment and we will weave it in organically into the show and it always makes the show a little bit better it always makes it more collaborative it gets your voice out there and we talk about the things that you want to talk about because all we know about when we're making a show is what we think you'll want to watch not necessarily what you do want to watch case in point uh, we did a savage screen that's a show over on this channel where we uh, do commentaries for tv shows and comic book movies and uh, we just did one for ninja turtles 3 
I don't know why. Uh, it was just a it was just a silly decision. Uh, we were working on uh, potentially a thing for another channel, and uh, we got to three, and I said, well, they're not going to want three. Let's just do it for ourselves. So we did a full movie uh, commentary for Ninja Turtles 3. Tiffany and Ethan had never seen the movie before. It was a really fun uh, experience for us, uh, and we released it, and nobody watched it. So clearly, like, you know... We're not going to do turtles. We're not going to be doing, uh, you know, movie commentaries. But uh, you know, that, but thanks to you guys, we know now not to waste our time with it. So let's jump into it. Uh, before we do, uh, Doom two eight one four says, "Hey Sal, just wanted to ask if you've seen the new Justice League Apocalypse War and if you plan to review it. I have not, but I keep hearing a lot of great stuff." about it and i've seen now that uh, it's been out for a little while youtube is of course getting those clips and we're getting like scenes and moments from that movie and uh, i hear it's cool uh you know it's funny the reason why i'm reticent to watch justice league dark apocalypse war for my part is because i don't really watch a lot of those dc movies i know it's the last one but i haven't watched a lot to lead up to it and i know that it's kind of a crescendo like it would be like going to watch endgame and not seeing any mcu movies outside of you know batman versus robin i think that one i saw bad blood i saw as well you know not enough so for me i don't, I don't i'm kind of concerned that i won't have quite the same experience you know i'd be like oh that was cool i guess but like it doesn't really feel like a crescendo you know but i've been avoiding it just uh not actively avoiding it but i haven't been actively seeking it out mostly because i feel like i'm not gonna get it i mean i could get it you know i, I know who the characters are but i feel like i'm not gonna have the same experience an authentic experience if you will so uh yeah let's jump into the first piece of news not a lot it's not much but I will say that uh, apparently, you know, MC the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they rolled out with their uh, lineup, all the movies that they're planning out. And of course, you know, this is in response to the epidemic, uh, pandemic, I should say. And uh, they're, they're, you know, moving things around, deciding what was going to happen. And uh, they picked, um, and everybody's bumping their, their schedules, obviously. It's not just Marvel, but like uh, in the response to this pandemic everyone's moving their schedules around marvel picked out a whole bunch of dates and apparently sony moved uh spider-verse to a similar if not the exact same date as an untitled marvel movie so uh spider-verse 2 much anticipated oscar award-winning movie uh is, uh is is coming out on the same day or same weekend as a uh, as an upcoming mcu movie and we don't know what that is and i don't think marvel picks the date for those spider-man sequels so those that's a sony property so uh, you know if you're thinking like oh well it'll be spider-man or something not necessarily in fact almost certainly not because sony picks those days uh so in in that regard you know we don't know whose sequel was going to be coming out on the day of uh into the spider-verse 2 but we do know that neither studio is backing down and as a result you know you're kind of getting this like weird spitting contest between two studios that you want desperately to work together because otherwise you get weird discontinuity between your spider-man and your avengers movies because of course as we all know the experience from before was marvel uh and so on a in marvel proper spider-man 3 thankfully all things prevailed however now we're seeing uh that they're that they're not necessarily playing as nice as we thought because sony is putting out a, a, a their their big 
movie because Sony doesn't have a lot of them and we do know that they have a huge amount of stake in the Spider-Man franchise, particularly from the spin-off variety. And so as a result, uh, they're they're feeling emboldened to put out a movie on the same day uh, or weekend as a upcoming Marvel Cinematic Universe film. Uh, and the question is really whether that matters. And honestly, for me, I, I feel like the only thing that matters to me is like I, I'm surprised, you know, but on, on the other hand, not too surprised. It's more like I'm disappointed. You know, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. I feel like if you are two studios that work together, one's big, one's not as big, uh, one has constant hits, the other one has one consistent hit, and it's largely in part to the tether of the other studio, you know, you might want to probably uh, try and make nice, but it's, you know, Sony's, you know, feeling its oats, so to speak. It's, it's, it's taking its druthers and going like, yo... We can pick a day. Oh, I'm sorry. We're going to interrupt Captain Marvel 2 or Black Panther 2. You know, but we're, we're putting out Spider-Verse, Spider-Verse whether you like it or not. And so the question is going to be who's going to blink first. That's really what it is. Very, you know, e-Hollywood. Very, uh, you know, variety kind of like side of Disney because I don't expect Disney to move anything. Um, though Disney is in more of a awkward position due to their consistent loss of money because of again, the, the, the pandemic. Uh, so while I don't really have necessarily a big dog in this race, cause both I, I love into the spider verse. I love the MCU. I have no real issue there for me. I'll, I'll just see two movies that weekend, you know, like that doesn't really bother me, but for them, of course, a lot of people, uh, have to pick and choose, particularly when it comes to the future and whether we're going to have the opportunity to pick and choose and go see this movie. But, uh, it's interesting. It's telling, if you will. Like, these studios, they're all, they're all very vulnerable and desperate. We saw that, uh, you know, Universal's putting out some troll movie, uh, uh, just day and date digitally. And so all the AMC theaters decide, well, AMC as a company decided to, you know, essentially, for lack of a better term, cock block, uh, Universal movies from being released in AMC theaters. And, uh, so we're seeing, like, we're seeing a lot of quote-unquote dick measuring uh, amongst Hollywood, despite the fact that they're all desperate for us to give them money. And so you'd think, like, maybe they might, like, in solidarity work together. But, uh, we know that's not the case, because obviously, you know, if you want to look at a microcosm of that, look at the comic book industry and how it refuses to work together. The comic book industry, uh, the people who supported the backbone, the creatives, uh, you know, the, the, these editors, people who work for these big companies, they will band together. They will, will, will organize charity drives and eBay uh, sales and, and incredible uh, charities to, to support the industry and support local merchants. But the, the companies themselves, meh, pheh. That's how it feels. So uh, you 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 can't be too surprised that two major studios are going to be are going to be uh, you know arguing with each other or at the very least like measuring their members uh, during a time when no one's going to see their stupid movies in the first place. Uh, so that's that's my opinion on the Spider Verse thing. I don't know what you think, but I'm I'm interested to know if you do uh, if you had to pick between Into the Spider Verse two or some untitled Marvel movie sight unseen. What would you pick? I have a feeling it's going to be Spider-Verse 2, but I'd like to know. Uh, Kenneth Dowling says, hey, Sal, hope all is well. Here's support for your programming. Thank you, Kenneth. I do appreciate it, man. It is supporting. Every little bit helps, and uh, every bit helps. We really appreciate it, Kenneth. Thank you so much. Uh, we're in this weird place where, you know, the, the comic book industry is finally starting to just out of sheer desperation and lack of options reopen. Uh, though we are seeing also some businesses starting to slowly measure out their percentage 
opening, despite the fact that not a lot of places are doing as well uh, in, in terms of flattening the curve, so to speak. I noted that uh, apparently there were fewer cases in New York than ever before, which is a good sign. Uh, but... Um, you know, new cases, I should say. But, uh, you know, I don't feel like we're out of this woods yet. And I don't know. But we're in this weird place where, you know, no new comics, not a lot of hype, no new movies. And so as a result, those of us who are on this weird fringe where we comment on them and we share our opinions on them, uh, when there's nothing to give an opinion on, there's not much content to have. Thankfully, we comment on stuff from like 30 years ago. So we're not too, like, hard up, but things we're, we're all feeling the pinch, so to speak. So every every bit helps. Ollie Rogers says, "You thought you dodged me on Twitter, but I have you now." Two words, Sal: Razor Fist. He needs his own GBU. Guy has gone toe to toe with the best. I'll be honest with you. I, I you know if I had to look at him, I might remember who Razor Fist is, but I don't recall at all uh, who Razor Fist is. I, I asked a question on, Predator, uh, on on Twitter the other day. I asked, um, what are some like marginalized, lower tier, so to speak, characters in comics who, if they had the right creative team, would, uh, could, should be top tier major characters, uh, big deals, so to speak. Uh, I see now that uh, it was a villain with large blades for hands. Uh, I think I know who you're talking about now. He's appeared in books like uh, Toxin and Marvel Comics Presents. He was in the initiative. And, uh, of course, uh, I think he was in the background of some New Avengers books. Um, yeah, I, I don't have any, uh, you know, I'm not going to disparage anybody's pick because, like, the reality is, with the right career team, any comic could become a bestseller. Any comic could become a, a front-tier AAA character. Um, even Stiltman could succeed uh, if if given the right direction. But uh, with Razor, but so I'm not going to disparage Razor Fist. Uh, but uh, I don't know if Doug's going to work. Uh, I, you know, I, he'd, he'd be hard pressed to find a, a team that would uh, that would make Razor Fist work out. Remember, has no hands, only razors for fists. You see, Edward Scissorhands, though. You know, you want to go that angle, tortured soul, trying to find love, can't touch. I get that. You know what? I think there's, I think there's some, some possibilities for Razor Fist. Um, the, every character has the opportunity. That's what I'm going to say about that. Uh, Mystery Man says, just wanted to say the Leviathan video was great. Thank you very much, Mystery Man. Do appreciate it. Uh, if you haven't already caught it, we did a fullback issues on Event Leviathan from Bendis and Maleev uh, and talked about that. Uh, a lot of people skipped it. I was surprised to see that, like, this was an event that I remember people asking us if we were going to cover it. I, I said no. I read the first issue. It was like, pass. And uh, it looked like a lot of people uh, were, on my, uh, were in my boat when it came to that. Because when I finally decided to actually cover it, uh, I bought the hardcover, I read it, and I, I, you know, I went through it, and uh, we covered it on the show, and a lot of people were like, I skipped this, or I didn't even know this, had, this happened, or maybe you subliminally knew it happened, but you also dismissed it just as quickly, and so for you, it's like it never happened. Uh, Cyberpunk says, here's some love. Personally, I'd like to see the new MCU entry every time. For what it's worth, I loved your TMNT commentary, but I don't think most people own it, so, you know. Yeah, that's true, but, you know, the fact is, like, I don't know. I feel like it's, like, basically a podcast. You know, you, you don't need to hear the movie to enjoy the commentary, but you do really need to. Like, it is, it is a dual experience, and it requires some steps. You know, I can't just throw TMNT into the into the video because the YouTube algorithm would strike me and then, you know, we wouldn't have these anymore. So I hear you, man. Uh, yeah, there was a time, I think, when I would have watched any MCU movie, like regardless of hype, quality, character. But at this point, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, I definitely would pick Into the Spider-Verse 2 over whatever MCU movie is. But that's only because I'm going to see the next movie the following day. 
Ian says, just wanted to say I love the new length of back issues. Keep well, stay safe. Thanks, Ian. It, it, we've, we've been doing a lot longer episodes lately, and I don't want to say, I don't want people to get too used to it, although I think the next couple are also long. Um, but uh, it's not the new normal necessarily, uh, though we are kind of all acclimating to a new normal across the board, so why would back issues be any different? Um, but we do, we, we, will, we, we have had some episodes be kind of shorter. Um, but I have noticed that I don't think there's a single episode in the four I've cut so far that haven't come out yet uh, that are under an hour. Uh, and there's another one, which I don't mind telling you, because uh, thanks to uh, a generous uh, Twitter user uh, and its involvement with a, with a big comic uh, shop charity that we were involved with, uh, Invincible's happening. And I'm, I'm 45 minutes in, and I'm, ha- I'm halfway through. So that's going to be pretty long. Uh, but thank you, man. Uh, and Rescue 910 says, with everything going on, do you see any major shakeups in the comic world when it gets back on track, like smaller publishers getting more spotlight or indie fading further into the background? Uh, unfortunately, because indie didn't make any major changes, shifts, or strides during this unfortunate time, and because uh, Marvel and DC haven't really learned anything out of this, um, Though I will say there are a few exceptions to that. One, DC got two new distributors to release their books or get them to shops a day early. Whether shops will release the DC books on Tuesdays, work extra hard Monday, get those out Tuesday, and then put everything else out on Wednesday, or whether they're just going to leave those boxes in the shop and wait until Wednesday to put out everything remains to be seen. And Marvel, of course, took at least eight titles, unfortunately some of which were in the like process of wrapping up and went digital only with them. Like, literally, like, halfway through their print run went, we're not going to print these anymore, they're only going to be available digital, and then we'll put the full thing out in trade. Which means if you were collecting, you know, some, one of one of these titles, uh, you know, you have issues four, like, one, two, three, four, you'll have to pick up five and six digitally, so you'll never complete your physical collection, which is a tragedy. I, but I think there's a way around that, and that's their book publishers, and I think if they could just make a catalog that you order your books, printed you they'll, they'll they could just make them for you like I, I think there's still an option there particularly if there's only eight books and if you look at the numbers of those books they were not major selling titles but marvel and dc did make a few changes but one of the things they didn't necessarily do was roll back the print runs which unfortunately as a result uh snipes into the businesses of independent comics the hope would be of course that like marvel would print half the amount of books that they normally print and maybe go digital exclusive with some of those lesser titles that you know wouldn't get the 12 issues they should but maybe in digital they could and then as a result there's more shelf space and more room for digital or i mean sorry to be uh, independence to be visible, more likely, more independence for people who would necessarily pick them up to be able to pick them up because of financial uh, responsibility. Like, because they just simply don't have enough money to pay for, like, all the Marvel and all the DC books they buy and then go into, like, Dark Horse, Image, Boom, Valiant, that kind of thing. Um, so, you know, but maybe we're seeing baby steps. I don't know. It feels like we're not... But, uh, but I hope we are. Like, I genuinely do, because I want the comic industry to succeed. I want everyone to get their books. That's the thing that's the most important. Everybody needs to get their books. So let's jump into yet another piece of news uh, that was interesting. Um, apropos of our discussion about DC and their early thing, DC Comics this week is trying to get their books out into stores today. 
make sure shops have gotten their books. I would love to know because I have not actually heard from any comic book retailer whether or not their DC books are in and ready to go out uh, for tomorrow. Of course, if again, if you're on the eastern or western seaboards, you're not going to be able to go into your comic book store, but maybe you could do pick curbside pickup, you could do mail order, but like you can get your your books finally. But I'm wondering if stores are actually taking DC up on it and actually planning to release these books on Tuesday and then I guess do the legwork on Tuesday to get the other books out the following week. Although right now I think uh it's not like until May 20th. It's not for another week or so that all the new books are coming out or at least they're going to start rolling out the the rest of the titles. So right now DC is the only game in town, so to speak, from the big two at least. So, uh, but but I found that apparently, according to these news outlets, and of course we're talking about Bleeding Cool, which is technically not necessarily news; it's more of a rumor mill. But you know, they they have sources at the very least, uh, some of the time. But uh, but apparently, um, bookstores get their books on Tuesday. DC uh, is trying to get their books out uh, in comic book stores as well as bookstores on Tuesdays. And uh, so the question is whether or not that's actually going to be happening. Um, that's kind of it. And so moreover, I'd like to know what you think about this. Cause I think that's more important and it's, would you go to the comic book store twice? And if you're a retailer, would you do the legwork to make sure that people could have like DC Tuesdays and only DC Tuesdays? I would love to know. Cause I have no idea. Um, so yeah, uh, let's jump back into the Super Chats. Uh, Kenneth Dowling back uh, saying, Regarding TMNT, last Ronin, I'm starting to lose interest in these stories about dark dystopian futures, days, future, past, Terminator movies are great, but now it feels depressing to me. Yeah, um, it's interesting. We were uh, I, was, I was talking to creatives over the last month or two, and uh, everybody was kind of talking about or speculating about um, what kind of fiction is going to come out of the pandemic. And I know that uh, the news outlets were saying, gee whiz, you're going to see a lot of apocalypse stories. And I feel like that's not true. And I think a lot of fellow creatives uh, uh, disagree as well. If you are in an apocalyptic scenario, and obviously that's splitting hairs and it's hyperbole, but I'm saying like if you're in an extreme circumstance, you want to write about something that's normalized and you want to escape. Uh, escape like fantasy and escapism, uh, you know, they're called that because you're trying to diverge from your current and present reality. And so with this particular situation, you know, you don't want to hear about people being desperate, food lines, uh, you know, masks in public and the quarantines and, and deadly viruses. Maybe it's going to be more about something else. I don't know what, I don't know what the opposite of that is besides normal life and how normal life can become a story. Um, but you know what, like Hollywood tells those every day. So I feel like there's probably room for that in the comic book world. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't see a lot of people hunkering down in their homes unable to go out and reading a good old-fashioned page-turner like a Terminator comic, Days Future Past, like you said, Last Ronin, or like like this TMNT run. Um, yeah, I, I would not, personally. Um, I'm, I would be sick of it. Though, hopefully, you're not too sick that you're going to miss out on watching an episode of Back Issues about a, glo- well, a, a localized urban-setting pandemic that only colorful characters can resolve. We have one of those. I had two options for that. I picked the one you're not thinking of. But uh, check it out. And if you're on, not on patreon.com slash compop, you could have already seen it already. Uh, so yeah, uh, it's not really, like we're in a weird place. So that's not, that's the, like, 
we're in a weird place. I don't uh, envy DC for being a trailblazer in this regard. Um, I am looking forward to seeing whether it works. I've noticed that DC is doing a lot of innovative things. They're trying a lot of different stuff. doesn't sound too dissimilar from like, you know, recent years at Valiant and them being like, hey, nobody's doing this, that, the other thing. So we're going to do it. And it, you know, it didn't pay dividends, but it did grow their brand and it it created a solid fan base that they could springboard into uh, relative, uh, you know, normalcy and, uh, and recognition. Um, Nick Bledo, Blez, Bledzo, Bledzo? Nick Bledzo says, did you watch the new Justice League Dark animated movie? If so, what'd you think? I answered this question already, but I will answer your question as well. No, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I have seen a couple of clips, but I'm not, I'm passively avoiding it because I haven't really watched most of the DC cinem like animated cinematic universe movies. I've seen a couple of the Batman ones. I was not very happy with them or impressed. I don't like the guy who plays Batman. You know, they've had like three different Superman. For me, I was like, this is just this is just kind of slipshot. I'm not very interested in it. I heard that it got better as it went on, um, but it wasn't enough to sway me. And so I, I just kind of like, now that you're going to make like the, essentially the end game of a universe I never really watched, you know, it feels like inauthentic for me to watch it. Uh, in particular, uh, I wouldn't get all the references. I'd be kind of like, oh, that look, that, that's cool. You know, but I feel like I would get more out of it if I actually knew what they were referring to. Or if someone died, I'd be like, oh, they seem really upset about that. I wonder why, you know? So, but uh, but it seems ambitious, and I, I admire them for that. The fact is, those movies were selling. And even though they didn't sell to me, it didn't mean they weren't selling because they kept making them. And uh, so, for my money, you know, like, I think it's really cool and ambitious that they would even bother. Uh, thank you, Martin Archuleta, for your super chat. I do appreciate it, man. If you have a question, I will look forward to it. And Mr. Q-Man says, just finished reading the third TMNT Batman crossover. Pretty uplifting. Any, any chance you guys covering it? Greetings from Germany. Well, guten tag, and thank you very much for your super chat. We're, I really appreciate it. Yes, uh, I read the first two issues and was like, I'm going to wait until this is all collected. I think it's all collected. I think I got to go get the art hardcover, but I haven't ordered it yet. Um, I need to check it out because it was so ridiculous and big. I was like, I just need to read it all in one sitting. Because I was like forgetting things between issues, and I'm like, there's no... So, uh, I will do it on back issues. We've done the first two. Why wouldn't we do the third one? Plus, hey, come on. Crisis on a half shell? How could you go wrong? Um, another thing that they mentioned uh, was, of course, Scott Snyder's uh, press tour, so to speak. Uh, he hasn't come here yet. Scott, we're waiting for you. Uh, where he's rolling out some hype for uh, Death Metal. DC's Death Metal is coming out. Dark Knight's Death Metal? But uh, the culmination of his Justice League run is finally rolling into the sequel to his largest event of all time, uh, Death Metal. And uh, he's talking about a lot of things. He says, one of the, one of the through lines, headlines of Death Metal is it all matters. Uh, I love that idea. And I love that, uh, that, that kind of like, I don't know, fourth wall breaking, uh, you know, fan reaching reference where they're like i know that it seemed like a lot hasn't mattered um based on rumors and uh insider conversations that i've heard uh the death metal event was a was supposed to be a kind of like the springboard into 5g uh, or the very least they wanted it to be uh that is to say those at the top who may not work there anymore 
Um, I, I would expect that in Scott and Greg's particular situation, they don't have to do anything. They don't have to tell a story. They don't want to, and they wouldn't want to tell a story they couldn't tell honestly. So my expectation, of course, from the beginning with Death Metal was that it is the culmination of everything he wanted to do and uh, that it would matter and that it would use selectively everything that matters to those two uh, in the DC universe. Dark Knight's Metal did the exact same thing. Dark Knight's Metal was uh, a ridiculously massive event that broke rules that clearly were set in place for New 52 and even upset apple carts in the Rebirth era by referencing all kinds of stuff that was not established or was established in a previous continuity. So I'm really excited to see uh, where this is going to go because you know that, of course, you got to up the ante and, of course, being called Death Metal. As we've discussed on uh, previous shows, Death Metal is extreme and hardcore. It, it, has, it has an even more narrow uh, audience and a very more narrow sound. So, like, you're getting more specific with it. So, uh, you know, if you're thinking about it kind of, like, metatextually, like, you have to go for broke with Death Metal. And I'm not surprised to hear that they would be doing that. But uh, in the uh, these these kind of twofold stories because death metal um, is being hyped and 5G is in all likelihood dead. Uh, of course, I've heard rumors. By the way, I've heard like rumblings that like 5G was never a thing and it was invented by Bleeding Cool, which is just straight up not true. By the way, like you know, you want to talk about speculation and you want to talk about like integrity or or, or at least like being in comic book journalism, we're not journalists. We do not report on the news. We do not make the news. We just kind of comment on it, but we do make sure that if we do use news sources, those sources have sources and they're not just made up. We got this covered. So what I, you know, what I've, what I've always maintained is when we talk about 5G, when we've always talked about 5G, it's what we've heard and where we've heard it from. And we know for a fact that 5G was an event slash publishing initiative that DC was going to have and maybe probably doesn't anymore. That 5G was going to be kind of like a new status quo for DC. And that it would change things and different characters would be occupying the roles of the Trinity. That's what we knew. At the, uh, that's what we were almost 100% sure about. And that can be confirmed uh, by uh, sources that I won't divulge at this point. Um, but in this particular case, it seems that 5G is pretty much out the window. Um, what's funny is we're in a weird place where who could have thought, who could have imagined that in a, in a time when DC Comics was going to go in one direction, then suddenly and extremely hit the brakes and turned a drastic left, had to scrap an entire publishing initiative, or at the very least realign it. Because I don't believe they're ever going to... I don't believe everything is always scrapped. I mean, like, you know, you hear about things like story arcs and character plans and publishing initiatives that did go out the window. But, you know, you have art, you have creative teams, you have people working on these books. If, if pages are drawn and money was spent particularly in a in a in an industry like the comic book industry which doesn't produce that much money uh comparatively compared to their competitors like movies and video games um you need to kind of like squeeze every penny and and get what you can out of what you're out of your financial expenditures so when it comes to dc you know if you have a creative team or five creative teams that are all working on different things. And then you suddenly say, everything you're working on is not actually going to be going anywhere. Some of those things are going to be kiboshed. 
But other things are going to be realigned and moved away. If you have a big story about Luke Fox becoming Batman, and it, you, you have a story where Batman himself, Bruce Wayne, is old, or older, or hurt, or retired, or whatever reason he is not Batman anymore... You could very easily, in a particularly at DC, who's like the king of imprints, just go, that was a cool idea. I'm just going to take that and stick it in the black label box. Now it's a thing. And because it's not like they were going to give all those books to Scott Lodell. They were all going to go to different high-profile creators, or at the very least, creators who have their own fan, fan bases who would buy that book, regardless of whether it was part of a 5G initiative. I know I'm kind of really talking about 5G, but they're kind of commingling. So, like, 5G is probably almost certainly not going to happen anymore. But I think that shades of 5G and elements of 5G that you would have seen and would have been part of the major uh, publishing initiative are now going to be realigned into different books. Because if you're a book publisher and you have like uh, the guy who wrote 20 years a slave, 12 years a slave, John Ridley, writing a Batman book, you don't want to tell him like, hey, get better luck next time, buddy. Like you're going to take that book and find a way to publish it. So... I would stick it into Black Label and just make it cool and, and sell it that way. Um, but then again, you know, DC isn't always known for its upward momentum and, and, and smart moves in, in, the, in that regard. But I think in, in this, in, in, like for now, it's safe to say no more 5G. So what does that mean for death metal? Well, according to uh, Scott Snyder, we know for a fact that uh, Wally West absorbs some of uh, Dr. Manhattan's power. He gets a blue costume. He gets the logo on his forehead. And uh, he is going to be a factor. And he is going to in influence the story. We know that there's going to be a spinoff series uh, starring The Flashes. We know that there is a mystery villain involved with that. Uh, we know that Dark Knight's Metal is going to be so, like, so big and far-reaching and influential. My expectation is it was probably going to be like Dark Knight's Metal, where you have the Dark Knight Metal, uh, Batman spinoff books, and the main book. And maybe a couple of tie-ins, but for the most part, it's going to be the main book and a couple of these, like, ancillary books that don't really change the status quo. Instead, now that you have 5G off the table, and that was actually the point I was going to make earlier, was that isn't it kind of funny that they had to make that hard left? They had to change everything suddenly. And then they had this global pandemic, and that caused everything except for DC's creatives and publishers. Like, DC as a publishing house had to close, but the creators could still work. And the editors could still dictate, and the publisher could still decide. So books could be produced. In fact, you could create an entire wellspring of new stuff or alternate stuff that would come out instead of 5G so that you never miss a beat. They basically bought themselves three full months worth of catch-up time so that Dark Knight's death metal can be... All it can be and more. And in fact, uh, whereas if Scott and Greg were feeling stymied by its necessity to dovetail into an event that they or an initiative that they probably didn't necessarily agree with or have any participation in, uh, instead they could decide the fate of the DC universe and dictate 
any number of uh, directions for DC. And in fact, they could go even further. They could change all kinds of things. I heard that uh, Three Jokers, they had to change the ending of Three Jokers. And that's another reason why it was delayed. And it had everything to do with the ousting of DiDio and the loss of 5G and the rebirth initiative and everything like that. Like So uh, because of this like kind of like all stop, it wasn't like Marvel got to roll out any major awesome event that was in place of what DC could sell. They could uh, all just take a minute and come up with a strategy, which is everything I've ever asked for from a couple from a inner company universe publisher. Like just come up with a roadmap and then follow it. That's like it's not hard to do uh, if you if you've done it for decades, and it shouldn't be unexpected to do. If you should, if you're expected to tell serialized fiction, so uh, we know that Dark Knight's metal or death metal is going to be massive. We know that it's going to be, uh, it's going to have tie-ins, and we know that it's going to have implications across multiple titles. Of course, Wonder Woman is the main character of that event, so it's going to impact the Wonder Woman books. We know that Superman and Batman are going to be affected by it. We know that Tynan the Fourth, who is a protege of Scott Snyder's and the current writer of Batman. And seemingly will be the main writer on Batman now that 5G is probably almost certainly out the window. Uh, so as a result, maybe death metal will have more of an impact than ever before, uh, which is interesting because, of course, like it was kind of all really culminating into an end because Justice League never really truly ended and neither did his Batman stories. And it's all kind of like just it, it's all kind of selling the next thing and it's kind of funny now that that was also going to be kind of like a, a finality and now Snyder can actually weave a story that will set up the next freaking thing which if you're excited about what they were doing with Justice League and you love metal uh you know you should be all for and if you weren't well I get I, I have I have your sympathy uh or you have my sympathy uh, Luke Virillo says, reading a lot of old runs on the DC app. We'll see if it survives the launch of HBO Max. That's a big, that's a big if. Uh, would love to see the back issues take on classics like Batman Prey or Brubaker's Catwoman. No, no Man's Land 2, if you can manage to condense. Uh, no Man's Land would be a big, silly episode. It would not be the episode everybody wants it to be. I know that everybody wants us to do No Man's Land. They want us to cover it like Benny did, where it's like tw like, a, like an hour-long video for like 20 freaking episodes. Like, n that's never gonna happen. I'm not gonna talk about like those really, really like uninteresting or unimportant side plots. I'm gonna introduce the main characters that show up. I'm gonna introduce those characters who are new, uh, you know, who are introduced in that story. I'm gonna tell you the gist of it, but there's gonna be full volumes where I'm like, nothing really happens in this. Like, we're gonna really focus on like, you know, the the feeling of the book, the characters who are involved, where they all kind of end up, and the Joker part. That would be what No Man's Land is. So if you, if you don't want that, then stop asking for it. But if you don't care, and if you just like, want to enjoy it because you've read it and you just want to hear what three jokers have to say on the couch about it, then all, by all means, like I, I, we will do it one day. Uh, Prey is also going to happen. I don't know about Brubaker's Catwoman. I don't think I have it, but we will do Dixon's Catwoman one day, maybe. Darwin Cook's Catwoman, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, man, that DC app, uh, I have it. I pay for it. I don't know why I pay for it. Um, DC should be letting me have it, but you know, I digress. Um, the, the app is... I think it's a step in the right direction. It's one of those things where I'm like, man, like DC might be losing money on this app, but I'm really admiring the initiative they took and the work they put into it because this is a very communal, fan-driven app. 
Um, and they're really like, like all the things they produce are made for DC fans, which I'm like, more power to you. Like, that's kind of amazing. Um, yeah, we, I've heard that DC universe will not be condensed in HBO max, but that was before HBO max was just about to come out. So now that HBO max is literally on our doorstep or figuratively, I should say, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what the future of DC universe has in store for us. Kenneth Dowling, did you ever get around to watching Watchmen HBO? Have a good day. Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, thanks for watching, man. I appreciate it. No, I never got a chance to watch Watchmen. Uh, I will one day, but I have not had time. I've just been working on this, working on the channel, working on uh, trying to create videos for you guys. Uh, Super Duper Headass says, love you, Sal. Makes me laugh every time you say my username out loud. I made this account in middle school, unfortunately. <sighs> I hear you, man. My, 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 uh, my account when I was in middle school was, uh, was named after a Mortal Kombat character and like, was it was a combination of like my computer and my and, and and like a Mortal Kombat character, and I would never like I I would not feel comfortable like if I had become a YouTuber then I guess it would have been my name and I don't think anybody would have watched a comic book YouTuber named like Cyrax like it would have just been so dumb and plus like I don't own that and I wouldn't have wanted to have my brand attached to it. I hear what you're saying. I'm glad that I'm glad you enjoy it and uh, and thank you very much, man. Appreciate it. Um, Rusky Namamono says, uh, with all the talk about death metal and 5G, it makes me wonder who's, what's Marvel up to? Haven't heard anyone trying to flip the table over there lately. Nope. It's all playing it safe over at Marvel. They're doing so almost over. I, I honestly don't know. I remember when they announced they were going to do a sequel to Annihilation and then it like came and went and it wasn't even like an event. It was like a two part story. I, I have no idea. It's really weird. And, uh, it, it's, it's just kind of like, I hope that Marvel is, I hope that Marvel isn't in like, isn't creatively bankrupt um i think that uh i think that there's no way that donny cates isn't gonna do a major event with null so i know that like that's probably what they're all kind of leading towards i know that hickman is of course leading towards a massive x-men event because why wouldn't he so you got those two things to look forward to and they won't have anything to do with each other so you have two totally separate universe shattering events to look forward to so maybe we should just be quietly enjoying this kind of like respite at marvel where they're not like flipping over tables and kicking in doors like let them because you know they're going to like you know that marvel will shit the bed at some point uh so i'm i'm actually really like because i i know in my heart of hearts that hickman's gonna do something massive and it'll be cool but it'll be x-men centric as opposed to like marvel centric and we know that there's no way that null isn't coming and invading and it's going to be like the null war or something and so i i'm i, I expect that to happen i expect a few deaths so you know, you got that to look forward to. Uh, Luke Varillo says, 5G sounds cool, but I think it works better as a life story or a New Frontier type limited series. Just got the right writer and artist with the singular vision. I agree. Um, man, you know, it's funny. I was uh, I was watching Mark Wade was on DC Universe. They were on their show, DC Daily, which made me think, have they made friends over there? Is Mark Wade going to write for Superman again? Because I don't really like Mark Wade books anymore, but I will tell you this. like I like Mark Wade books that I've read already, but I haven't really enjoyed a Mark Wade story in the last decade. So, But I would love Mark Wade to take over Superman. Uh, but I, uh, I, but I digress. Uh, I was seeing Mark, but Mark Wade was talking about Kingdom Come, and it reminded me of like all these great things that came out like within a two year span of each other that were out of continuity, but also were things people love, adore, 
and cherished to this day. And DC and Marvel should be working on more of those. Life Story is one of those things, though. You got Life Story is like the second coming of Spider-Man Blue. It's like yet another classic Spider-Man, self-contained, out of continuity story that people will go like, "Oh, you like Spider-Man, but you don't want to read all those uh, all those other things." Well, you got to pick up, uh, you know, Spider-Man Blue, Craven Last Hunt, uh, and this Life Story. Um, so they're not they're not reticent to it. They're not averse to it. But hopefully they'll uh, they'll embrace it. Alex Sanchez, hey, sad longtime fan. I saw the first half of your Leviathan episode, paused it, and then bought the hardcover. Looking forward to the episode after. Thanks a lot, Alex. I'm glad you did. Uh, please know, by the way, that every episode of Back Issues, regardless of our opinion of it, has a link to the book. So if you ever want to buy it, just like you don't have to look for it, you don't have to hunt, just click the description. It's the first link. Boom, there it is. Um, also, we get a little, a little piece of it. But uh, I should say, like, I'm glad because what matters is selling the book. What matters is that you bought event leviathan like regardless of the fact that i thought it was kind of like a waste of time the book is a story and stories appeal to everyone and every story has some fan um so it it matters to me that like somebody bought a comic and the fact that like you didn't read it before but picked it up afterwards is a good sign like that that's that's really great i'm happy to hear it um Comics Bandwagon says, I thought Death Metal was going to be about the Justly getting Barbados to fight Perpetua, but now it looks like there's going to be a lot more to it. Yeah, I had no expectations behind it. I know that, like, the world is... I assume the world has changed and Batman's riding a death cycle and Wonder Woman's got wings and shit. Like, I assume that it's just like, these are the characters that we've known and loved for years, and they're just like, the world is topsy-turvy. It's like one of those American Dad episodes. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Where, like, you know... The, the apocalypse happens or whatever, but it's still happening to your characters. Um, I, I, I expect them to have to unchain Barbatos at some point, but you know, I'm just looking forward to Perpetua dying because I can't anymore. I just have no more patience for, for Perpetua. Mystery man says can't chances of King Superman on back issues. There's a chance I already shot that. In fact, I did. It's already shot and it's, uh, it's not ready to go. It's not even cut, but it is shot. It's in the can. So, 100%. Uh, Dan S., did you see Cates is doing a God Country spinoff? I did read that. So in the news, uh, Donnie Cates announced that there's going to be a God Country spinoff. I don't know why they just call it a sequel, but whatever. Uh, I'm looking forward to I Kill Giants 2. Um, I'm really looking forward to the Sandman prequel. I'm looking forward to Mr. Miracle 2. I'm looking forward to every story that has no need or, like, requirement or uh, audience for a sequel and is now going to get one. Um, I think that God Country is great on its own, and I know that if Tiffany were here, she would agree with me. Um, and I think that uh, even a spinoff of, of God Country is a waste of time. Like, like, good for you. I think that's cool. I'm glad that Donny Cates is finding time to do it, uh, you know, outside of his Marvel work because he writes, like, six different books. But uh, I don't want a sequel to God Country. The Panda Supreme, take my money and like it. I will. Thank you very much, Panda Supreme. I did. I just did. And uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Thank you, Panda. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Um, pardon me. Uh, Ollie Roger is back. To say, I'm sad you took my razor fist suggestion seriously. He's to do with knife hands in a thong and a thigh-high boot, Sal. His superpower is knife hands. I know. I know. And yet they made a harrowing, introspective love story about a about a guy who is made to look like Tim Burton's fetish. Like, it's... Because Johnny Depp just looks like Helen Bonham Carter. 
years before he met her, um, with knife hands, scissor hands, but knife hands, and they made it work. You can make Razor Fist tragic and make a woman love and make a man or woman love him. I, I would like to see that. So no, the thing is, the thing, the, the point I wanted to make about it was like any character can have a renaissance. Like any character, every character has fans, and any character could be a major character. Like. When I was a little kid, Captain America was really dumb to me. You know, it's a he has an A on his forehead and the the flag on his chest and his shield. I was like, there's so many redundancies. What's with the book? What's with the buccaneer boots? Like he's so silly. His name's Captain America. That's like being Captain Sandwich. Like it just doesn't for me. I was like, that's so silly. And I remember saying that out loud and people being like really mad at me, but they know I was a kid, so they couldn't like yell at me. But they were, I was like, Captain America's so lame. Why, you know, that scene in, in Maximum Carnage when Captain America helps Spider-Man, I'm like, oh great, Speedball wasn't available. And they're like, you, 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 you bite your mouth, you bite your tongue, you shut your face. And I'm like, oh, then it took me a while, you know, of like reading a good Captain America story or just giving him a chance to learn that he was actually really awesome. And now he's a premier character. Ta-Nehisi Coates is writing him. Friggin' like, there's, there's a massive appeal. Any character can be a major character. Um, even Razor Fist, maybe. Jordan Metviner says, jumpin'. Sorry, I lost you, man. Uh, jumping on the train to mention that I bought Batman Universe after watching Batman's History's Great Book. That's so good to hear, man. I love Batman Universe. And if you want a little, little teaser, I love Superman Up in the Sky. Top five Superman stories for me at this point now. Um, but Batman Universe, again, up there. Love it. So... Such a good idea. Whoever whoever launched that, whoever was like, we got to switch, I, you know it was DiDio, and I feel bad, because, like, good idea. But, you know, if you're the only one making them, you're going to have bad ones, too. Kojo, uh, Kojo Pumpuni says, Blue, most of my check on OnlyFans and cam girls. Past my senior year, my senior semester at university. Hope you and the family are doing okay. Well, uh, I'm sorry to hear that, uh, but, uh, you know, I appreciate you spending some of it on us. Uh, congratulations on passing your senior semester. Uh, that's fantastic news. Onward and upward, Excelsior. Hopefully, you will uh, you will you will uh, make uh, you know sound financial decisions in your future, and you will uh, you you will be doing well. Uh, I I don't know what the world is like for people who get out of college slash university now, as opposed to when I left. Um, but uh, it, it 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 can be very scary and daunting. Just you know, don't be afraid to lean on those who love you. Uh, but uh, thank you. Yeah, me and my family are doing great. Uh, well, well, I mean, you know, we're doing fine. Everybody's everybody's healthy, so we're doing great. Uh, Algie Try, Sal is one of the best damn podcasters out in the world. Change my mind. Don't don't do that because you will come up with reasons to change his mind, and I, I don't want to do that. But I appreciate it, Algie. Uh, and I'm not one of the best. I, I listen to podcasts. I don't listen to my own. I just make them. Um, but uh, but thank you very much all the same. I do appreciate it. And I'm trying. You know, the thing is, I just try to be authentic. And, like, I don't, I don't know, you know, if that's enough. Um, it doesn't seem like it. But, uh, you know, some of you agree, and that means a lot to me. That's all I need. So thank you, man. I appreciate it. Um, where were we? Uh, Ollie Roger, as for DC, between 5G being canceled, Doomsday Clocks Fizzle, and Three Jokers, whatever that is, it doesn't feel like DC is completely rudderless. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, which is why I'm excited that they had this time to kind of like catch their breath and hopefully find a direction. Um, I don't trust those in charge at DC to 
lead that direction. You know, like, I don't trust Jim Lee to be the only person to make creative decisions at DC. I think he's great, and I think he's amazing. He's one of the best comic book artists in the world. And I think that he created some really cool things in the 90s. But I don't know if I want him to be the only one making those decisions that will lead DC into the next decade. And, uh, you know, so I do feel like that. But I hope that they are making good plans based on empirical data and their understanding of their fandom and their universe. The thing is, don't underestimate your universe. Know your universe. That's like a literal friggin' tagline. <laughs> I think it's Marvel's. I don't remember which one it is. But it's a, it, 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 but it bears repeating and listening because like, if you know what your universe is, you know what direction to take it in or what direction it can survive. Um, Michelle and Alexandria, Michelle Alexandria, Ale Michelle Alexandria. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you, Michelle. Welcome to the show. Thanks for watching. Um, wrapping up, or winding up, we got San Diego Comic-Con, who has decided to go with an online Comic-Con. Where did they get that idea? I mean, like, obviously, everybody had that idea. Literally, like, I remember having that idea, and then calling Scott, actually, and being like, we should do this, and then uh, being called by the comic book YouTuber coalition that made At Home Comic-Con, and I was like, thank God I don't have to do that, I don't want to do that, I want them to run it, I'll just show up and have a good time. Uh, then Mainframe, then, 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 like, the, the online Comic-Con is not just um, a good idea now, I think it is the future, not the future, but it's part of our future. I think that it won't be replacing cons, but it will be hopefully a fixture of the world we live in now because it's such a good idea. I mean, look at all the, the, the talent that can come in. Um, I like your Comic-Con. Maybe San Diego could do it, right? San Diego, because they have the time. Um, besides San Diego, of course, giving me uh, a Hall H panel and allowing us to uh, do Elseworlds or Off the Rack or even a live back issues or just a Q&A. Uh, but hey, Comic Pop at San Diego Comic-Con. First time and last time. <laughs> we'll take it, San Diego. But uh, this pitch is, is just is for free. The idea that I would like to see um, San Diego taking a Twitch channel. Let's say San Diego has a Twitch. Um and treat it the way that, like, the Bob Ross channel did or the way that any uh, creative Twitch channel does, where it's like, what you do is you set up an, an Artist Alley roster of artists who want to be involved. And, of course, you can only fit, like, 12 to 24 of those creatives because you only have so many hours in the day. But I'm thinking... What you should do is you make a list of all the artists that you want to have in your like that are that are being blasted by the San Diego Twitch channel. And then you have them all running their streams, essentially, right? They all have their own Twitch channels because a lot of artists have Twitch. Makes a lot of sense. But every artist has their own Twitch channel and they're running it for a, a period of hours. But that, those hours have to be within the time frame that San Diego is also running. And then San Diego will give you a time frame. And let's say it's like 25 minutes, like 30 minutes. I was going to say an hour, but like maybe only like 20 minutes where you will be hosted on the San Diego Artist Alley Twitch stream so that 
when you, if you just go on to San Diego's Twitch stream, you will every 20 minutes be introduced to a new artist who's drawing or whatever. And they have, you know, they have their own store, they have their own merchandise, they have their own uh, place to get their work or their own commissions list, but they have their, this whole stream. And they have like, you could have actually with 20 minutes, you could have a lot more artists working on it, but like you have this whole stream of artists and you get into a list, and so every 20 minutes, another, like they will switch to another artist. So it's like kind of like virtually walking down Artist Alley because if you are just standing there, you're just sitting here watching the San Diego Artist Alley Twitch stream, every 20 minutes you get a new artist who's drawing or doing a commission, and you get to be introduced to their work and their personality and their brand. And if you're like, wait, whoa, whoa, 20 minutes is enough for that artist, then you just click it and you go over to that artist Twitch because they're gonna keep going. And so you could have like you could have six or seven different artist streams going, and you could learn about those artists, and you could buy from them or add to their commission list. And meanwhile, San Diego or whatever con wants to do this is promoting artists because that's kind of like the lifeblood of the convention experience is Artist Alley. So that's one way to do it. It's just something that I thought was a really cool idea that would be a great way to showcase artists because I know so many artists have Twitch streams, and I know that like they're like they make a lot of money their own personal money from conventions and nobody has them and they can't go because like it's not just enough that you go to artist alley and you get a drawing you go to artist alley and you meet them you, you and, and they're selling prints and commissions and merch like keychains or 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 bookmarks or any number of things uh, sketchbooks and you could totally jump in on that and uh, and and capitalize on it um I don't know. I think that'd be really cool. But, uh, oh well. <laughs> Hopefully they'll try it. But that's just one idea. And that's just one idea, you know. Just And all you need is to give us a platform so that, like, you know, people could see what Comic Pop's all about. Um, but that was the other thing is that San Diego's going digital. Um, it's going to be free. Uh, they made a little video about it, which is cute. Um, I was hoping it was actually going to have, like, information on it. But instead, it's just kind of like, coming soon, free parking, comfy chairs, personalized snacks, pets allowed, badges for everybody, front row seats. Yeah, we're just going to stream shit. And it's like, okay, that's cool. Like, that's funny. But, like, I'd like to know the logistics. Who's going to be there? If I, Can I submit a panel? Will I have an audience with that panel? Uh, who's going to have panels? Um, you know, what, what, what's, the, what's the meet and greet situation like? What, what vendors are going to be available? You know, that kind of thing. I'd like to know more about that. Uh, Ollie Rogers says, While I'm glad you're optimistic personally after Dark Knights and Justice League, the thought of another immediate Snyder event is exhausting. I hope he surprises me and uh, manages a bit of, of restraint. I agree. Listen, I, I was not the biggest fan of either of those events, like whether it was Justice League or Dark Knights Metal. Um, I found some, some, some fun. Like I enjoyed metal doing it on the show and it reminded me of things that were brilliant in it. Um, but, but like you, I felt similarly burned out. I am hyped for dark, for death metal. It's actually kind of funny that normally I'd be like, but now because of the drought, I'm kind of like, I'll take it. I'll take not only the hype you're giving, but also I'll buy it, and I'm going to read it, and then we're going to talk about it here on this channel. Like, I'm looking forward to it, just because I'm kind of looking forward to anything at this point. Alberto Ugalde says, gotta go to work, but I will watch this later. Thank you very much, Alberto, and welcome to the show. Hopefully you caught this on the repeat, uh, and thank you very much for your support. We do appreciate it. And that 
was all the news that was fit for me to cover on today's odd episode of Off the Rack. Please don't get used to me being alone. Tiffany will be on the show in the future, the near future, which is to say the next episode. We took a break last week because we covered the DC 99 cent digital exclusive books. And let me tell you something. Um, nobody gave a shit about those books. And the episode itself was very low traffic, very low live attendance, and very low views after the fact. So I thought, nah, let's just skip it all together. And so we did. And it hurts, you know, it hurt me. Because when we don't put out a video, we don't get a chance to connect, and we don't get a chance to make anything. Uh, so if I choose not to make a video, I'm doing I'm, I'm doing it for very uh, strong reasons. Um, but I wanted to jump into this because there were a couple of news stories, those news stories in particular, where I was like, I have an opinion about that, and I'd like to share it. Maybe I could talk about it. Um, and try a new format. Hey, maybe when there aren't new comics, because I know that we're not out of the woods yet, and the new normal is not going to be Sunshine and rainbows. We're going to have delays again, I think, particularly in the comics front. So I wanted to test this out. I think it did well. I think you guys are a testament to that. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Um, I wanted to mention before we all, before everybody leaves, um, there's a number of things that are happening on this channel that you should be aware of. Number one, um, Off the Rack will continue. Number two, Elseworlds Exchange is going to go back to live next, this week, so tomorrow. Uh, Joel and I are going to be back. Um, then he's going to go away again for two more weeks because we have more guests coming. Um, but we are going to be having another Elseworlds exchange uh, coming back and we do miss them. So I'm considering making Elseworlds bi-weekly, like twice a week. I don't know if we can support that, but I would like to find out. And so I'd like to know what you guys think about that. So let me know either on Twitter at sales, what at sales says what, Instagram, instagram.com slash comicpopofficial, or here on this episode in the comments. I know I, I asked you guys to do a lot of stuff in the comments, so I didn't want to necessarily give you just one place to give me your opinion, but I'd like to know more about that. What Multiple Elseworlds, if we have an interview, uh, should we do another live show? Um, that kind of thing. Uh, I am excited that one of those interviews is going to be live with a seasoned creator whose work you've unquestionably read, and I would love to get you to ask questions of this man because he has a lot to share and he's incredibly insightful and we've had him before. Uh, but that's a tease for uh, a couple weeks. So uh, keep that in mind. Um, so Instagram.com slash official, Twitter.com slash what This channel, new videos, back issues, uninterrupted. Hasn't been interrupted in six years. And I've got multiple episodes in the bank so we shouldn't have any delays really at least as far as most of you are concerned at all. Uh, of course, there's so much more to, to come. And don't forget, uh, twitch.tv slash comic pop is where uh, we stream gaming. So if you want to watch people play video games, twitch.tv slash comic pop, boom. You got that for you as well. Give it a follow and get a notification because I guarantee not only will someone read your comment and respond to you, but uh, it's, a, it, it's, a, it's a hell of a time. You can check out the the... the, the, the the clips and whatnot. I'm not as well-versed at Twitch as Tiffany is, so keep an eye out for that. Um, but yeah, a lot more to have. Oh, also, Discord. We have a Discord. There's a link in the description below this video that never expires. Uh, go to the Discord. There's a book club there. <clears throat> Every week, they pick a book, and they read it, and then on Friday, they have a conversation that leads until Sunday where they get to vote on a new book. 
This past week, they did Paper Girls. This week, they're doing Saga of the Swamp Thing, Volume 1 by Alan Moore. So if you've already read it, or if you have never read it, there's an excuse to talk about it on Friday, this upcoming Friday, in the Discord, in the book club. Go over to the Discord, join it. It's a lot of fun. Um, if, if we have a chance, I would like to throw a, a, a link in the chat right now just to uh, get you guys uh, to check that out because it's really, really fun. Um, uh, we, we asked uh, for your opinions, and I know a lot of you actually thought that the opinion was about what to do on back issues, but no, it was about what to do in the book club that's happening in Discord. Uh, if you're not familiar with Discord, it's a great little place to chat. Um, it's like an ongoing chat room with, with, with multiple uh, categories. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and, uh, and I like the fact, because that's the thing, is that here on Comic-Pop, like we promote reading. Like We want you to read comics. And uh, if, if we can come up with a way to get you to like read more comics and talk about them, then I will do what I can to make it happen. Uh, so he here's a link. Uh, go join the Discord. It's right there. Um, oh, there's two links. Um, so that's it. We'll see you guys next week with an all-new episode. But of course, we will see you tomorrow with a new episode, and then we'll see you on Wednesday with a new episode, and then we'll see you on Friday with another episode. You subscribe here, you'll get at least four videos a week about comics. I'm also uh, editing a, a GBU, and I'm really excited about it. Reign of the Superman. A lot of fun. So uh, that's it. So so long, everybody. Thanks a lot for hanging out, and uh, we'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.